Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Rally Podcast. Uh, I'm Mike White here with Sean Boyer and Logan Cornelius, and uh, it's the first episode of the year. Um, you know, of course, Ooh. on paper, the season isn't set to start until April, but we uh, still have some things to talk about. So today we're going to get into uh, a couple things. First, we're going to start off with uh, talking about the lost season. Uh, of course, the lost season one we talked about a couple months ago. That was our ESPN2 broadcast uh, featuring a college championship. But there was actually a little to be continued at the end. So it is uh, returning. It will be returning this Sunday at noon Eastern on ESPN2. And uh, we can't share all the details because you got to watch it to find out. But uh, we'll share as much as Sean Boyer allows us to. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the second episode, um, better than the first, if I say so myself, it isn't going to be a total um, like storyline fall after the first. We, we got a couple of the same teams back out there, uh, UGA and OSU, and then got some West Coast teams, uh, had some great matches. We took into account some of the feedback from the community, just in terms of commentary and other little things. Uh, and we're we're moving towards a more like story driven approach. So it's, this is really gonna focus on some of the players and their backgrounds and how, like, how they came up in the sport, which I think is really cool. And we've got uh, some fun some fun little aspects in there that we've just been experimenting with. And I'm excited to see uh, what people think. And you might recognize uh, a couple of the commentators, <laughs> uh, familiar voices in there, but. M might recognize more than you did last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. That is fair. I know, uh, when I watched it back, I think well, people will see, but it is a little different from the first one. I think many changes in, in the right way. Um, but it's more of a, you know, not a documentary approach, but it's a lot different from just, uh, just matches. It's especially very different from our first three broadcasts in the past at Summer Spike, Lancaster, and College Nationals. Yeah, and I think it's important when people watch this, especially people who know the sport very well in the community very well, it's like, as producers on the spike side of thing, we're still trying to figure out the best way to showcase the sport, you know? And so we're, I don't think we have it totally figured out and we may not for the next uh, foreseeable future, but I think we're moving towards the right place, which is, you know, all we can ask for. I want to ask, well, so I, I did watch it, but I'm just going to ask you, are there any sick reverse cuts in there? <laughs> Let's put it this way. There's some very good serving uh, throughout the games maybe and a reverse some, cut or two so and some good rallies oh well so there were actually have been some rallies already posted on uh, on instagram on our instagram reels there's we'll been, there are some, there. some teases out there to give some people <laughs> a little taste yeah. uh but yeah this yeah. this sunday 12 p.m eastern the full thing yes i think we are excited about this one so please share it family and friends we think it'll be a, a fun one and then of course uh We'll probably hear the feedback from the community and maybe have another discussion on it on our next episode, talking you through it. And essentially, like, you know, I know there's thoughts about what to do from here, um, but it'll be cool to see kind of what people think about this one. So. All right. But now that's out of the way, just because I wanted to touch on it because I'm very excited as well. Although I don't think I, I'm going to, I think I'm going to miss it live. So I'll probably watch it back on Chris Warnesek's stream. Because he's streaming. DVR it, Mike. Yeah, I'll DVR it. Um, I'm not that fancy. <laughs> I don't have DVR. I got TiVo. Well, um, it's on. I'm, the first one is on ESPN Watch. You can pull it up online and watch it. So I'm sure really? the second one will be up there. Yeah. 
Oh, all right, guys. If you haven't seen the first one and want to watch it, it's up on ESPN Watch. What do you search for Spike Ball the Lost Season, ESPN2? It'll probably come up. Anyway, moving on. It is now January, which means it's officially preseason. I guess that's debatable. Some people that are probably more hardcore are like October 16th, day after nationals. It's preseason. We're out here grinding. But it's kind of preseason. Important question is when does postseason end and when is preseason end? You know? Like when is when is the off season and when is the preseason? There's We're no off season. Logan. No off season. <laughs> yeah, it's well, a question. You guys got it right. I, I think pre- previously in the years past when there was the, the flurry tournament in December for a couple of years, you could say off season was nationals to like the flurry. And then you're then you're back and you're in preseason now. Okay. I'm pretty sure there's been more seasons without the flurry now than there have with the flurry. I'm just saying back back in the day it was a nice, <laughs> it was a nice little little reminder like hey you guys can do nothing but i remember one year i absolutely treated as a full off season and didn't play once until the flurry and then i was like wow i'm way worse so i think (laughs) if you're more if you're more serious uh there's probably not much of an off season you're probably constantly going but during the preseason there's people that are training a lot we also see a lot of team switch-ups so i kind of wanted to ask do you think because there wasn't really there wasn't a 2020 season do you think all the teams that formed in 2020 will stay together or do you think they'll just kind of scrap them and go elsewhere uh i mean i i think it is probably boring take oh dog alert um but i think it'll be a a mixture of both i think some teams like i saw like i think toast is planning on playing the season together um but then like i know in texas there might be some like mix up in some texas teams um but then other teams i think will will stay together and some won't so we'll probably see a mixture of both do you think that most team breakups are due to performance issues or just like time passing and people facing away because if it's the latter, then I, I would anticipate some new, t- new teams this year, just because, you know, some people don't have the same availability they did last year. Yeah, I mean, golly, I want to say both again. I'm just – I'm bringing the lukewarm takes today. Um, <laughs> probably a mixture of both. Like, there's some people are just, like, performance issues, and then others just like, hey, like, you know, they were able to compete in 2020, and maybe 2021 is looking less likely, so. Yeah, I think – a lot, I think probably a lot of it can be performance. I think we may see it. I don't know which is more, I think. Right. So we didn't have 2020. So the teams, they can't say we did our year and we didn't do great. So let's split up. So I think we'll have more sticking together from that. But as far as like logistics of it, logistics are also much more complicated, right? Teams also stay together because someone had as a new job or they moved or they're just less interested in roundnet for this year um, or they don't live, you know? So, and I think that's also more prevalent this year. So I guess I think we'll see a good amount, but I don't know how much people are thinking about that. I don't know how skeptical or people are feeling about this season Um, I think regardless, there have been independent tournaments going on, but I know a lot of people haven't just been, they haven't been sticking with their team. Yeah. It's kind of been like the wild west out there. I feel like once the 
the first few SRA events come back and start up, there's going to be a lot right. of excitement and hype and mm-hmm. teams finally get a chance to kind of prove right. themselves on that stage. For sure. And I think you did make a good point. Like with a lot of the independent events, a lot of people playing with different partners. I think that would be another reason people might mix up. Like they had a set partner, but then 2020 was mostly spent like playing with lots of different people. And they might be like, oh, like I really enjoyed playing with this person. Or maybe someone was where they were, they were able to play a lot and someone else wasn't able to play. And so that's kind of like, oh, well, I was able to play a lot. They weren't mix it up. So I think there's a few reasons that could have happened um, to mix it up as well. And um, right. The reason people play together is to get those points, to get those pro bids and to get better together. I think once we have a better understanding, right. I, I think in the true preseason fashion, I think we will see teams start to play together in these couple months um, leading up until the season because they'll want that practice together because, you know, pro bids and premier bids are already are, are going to be on the line again. Um, you know, when they were playing last August, they knew that wasn't the case, uh, but now it'll be the case. But a separate situation uh, that kind of, also well, I think a fun thing will be seeing how the power ranks stacks up and however that comes back because uh, we do not have much stuff against each other. I've been listening to some other, Roundup podcast and they're talking about all these these new teams um and there's there's not much interaction around the the, the country right now uh, which is a given but these new teams really you don't know how to place them i see takes on so many different sides either hyping teams up a ton or like being skeptical of them and i think going into the season there's going to be a lot of cross-country disagreements about how good people are <laughs> Well, I think even going into like a normal, normal season with a normal off season, like we talked about, there's that same sort of uh, ambiguity and not really cohesion across the country. We haven't had an SRA event for close to a, over a year now. So it's going to be amplified mm-hmm. coming into this. It's going to be all over the map. Yeah. And I, I, one thing I think that is interesting too, is like the scenario you're describing, like we kind of saw in like a, a larger grander scale like when it comes to, like college football like I follow college football pretty closely but like conferences weren't playing out of conference everyone was playing just within their conference so leading up into like the postseason all the bowl games everyone there's a lot of disagreement on um, um, teams that how good they were compared to other teams and you know like even there you know there a clear number four team got snubbed there going into the college football playoff um, and so um, people just didn't necessarily Oh, so it will be interesting seeing the disagreement. Um, sorry, my dog is growling at someone walking by. Um, the clear disagreements on how good people are. And I think one thing I've seen in 2020 is this rise of kind of like the, the newer ballers and the younger ballers talking about how good these newer and younger teams and kind of being dismissive of like these veteran teams that have been around a while. Like I've seen some discussions where like people are ranking top players and like, consists of a bunch of like newer younger players and then a name of like someone who's um had a lot of experience and done really well at tournaments is kind of dismissed like ah you know maybe they'd be in this list and it's like for me as like I guess for all of us probably like who are more OGs like like how, how do you how do you dismiss that so that is something that I think is going to be really interesting is like their 2020 really formed this idea of like these new players and how dominant they are and a lot of like the older more OG players haven't played and so um it's that's going to be an interesting storyline i'm going to be following um Mm -hmm. this season yeah i feel like that's been 
that's been the case for a while now. And especially in a sport that moves so fast and mm-hmm. turns over and the meta changes. And of yeah. course you're biased towards the people you play with or you see play that these young guns, like they don't care how many tournaments you've won in the past because they yeah. know that they can hit a crazy serve that's going to mm-hmm. ace however many people they play. And so it's understandable, but yeah, it is this weird dynamic of like changing of the guard with not really a respect of where it was not intentional or malicious, but just like yeah. an ignorance to like what got it there. Yeah. And like this, the, the gap year creates even more of that. Cause even if you totally. look in the past, like in general, the top teams have kind of remained at the top more or less. And so it's like, for me, it's like, I have a hard time believing that like one year is going to change that. But right. it seems like there's kind of this like growing belief that like, Oh, there are a lot of these older teams are going to be overtaken. Like it, it'll happen because of one year and, um yeah, like, I'm, I'm not convinced if though. you look back the past what five years right peter john showalter tyler chizik consistently in the top right ryan fitzgerald in the top uh jared rouse in the top Preston in the top like and the, and the new teams come in but right like hilltop came in but then they were solidly in the top kenny ortega was in the top for three years right like chris hornacek's always in that that area and you have such a mix of new guns keep shuffling in, but you also have the, the older folk that are just, that hold that up. And you see such a dynamic where like the seven, the seven city team could be two teams that have, uh, two people that have been playing for 10 years or seven years, we'll say. And then on the other, and then next to them at eight is people that play for like a year. <laughs> and, and it's so, so it's so hard to judge these new players all the time too because they're just coming in and and they're and they can't but the crazy part too is in that example the seven and eight teams they that could be a very accurate placement because they could be on the same skill level which is just testament to like how little time and how much time you need to like adapt to the evolving right and but i think there's there's a but there's also a big difference from going from i guess so making top 10 is definitely crazy hard but i think that's also gets so much harder to keep moving, right? Like the, the top four is always so solidly, it seems to be older players. You know, of course that list grows over the year, you know, who's an older player, but right. Hilltop was one that I guess you could say broke in, but they started playing in 2015, right? So like they're an older team now. And I think um, I know I always keep referencing them because I remind they they to me always feel like a newer school team at least like back in the day there was like you know definitely some str- the strong teams in 2014 2015 and then and a little bit 2016 and then Hilltop is this like 2017 2018 2019 force but um, it's I think there's also a separate thing of like these guys are really good they're gonna get in the top 10 you know that area but going to the top top is a whole different story yeah yeah you guys think let's let's hope all tournaments happen this year we have a national championship how many of the top five teams and nationals will be the same as last year same as last year or you mean like players uh, let's or- make it easier yeah players how many players will still be in that top five 
I think so. I thought originally you were gonna ask like, how many do you think would be like new? We'll say old school versus new school. I'm not gonna put an exact definition about it, but that's a more general way. I think one of the five, maybe two of the five, will be new school. Yeah. Three or four of the five will kind of be like old school. Is what I would say as far as like players and teams. I'd have to sit down and right. think that through. So, so our national championship 2019, right? In in the pro division was Chiswick Showalter, Boisterous. Uh, Sorry, uh, flexual healing and Moctega, correct? Right. I guess it's one thing where we haven't seen Chiswick Showalter play much this year. Um, we haven't seen, uh, well, Jared and Travis, I think, been dabbling. I haven't seen much of, of Kenny and Troy. But truthfully, if you told me they were the top four again in any order, I don't think I would be as surprised. Right. Or if, if instead of flexual healing, it was now toast or whoever Jarrett plays with. Um, although I think Jarrett is going to mix it up this year. I, even though I haven't seen Kenny, I haven't heard Kenny's name at all this year, besides thinking of him in the past, I wouldn't be surprised if Kenny and someone is in the top four again. So you guys think tried and true are going to hold strong and I think, majority. I, mean, I think top eight is like, going to be wild. I think top eight might be different, but I think top, yeah. top, top three yeah. is typically I tried mean, and true. And <laughs> you look at, you look at other sports and you see players who are like out for your injury. Like you say like Kevin Durant, he was out for your injury, comes back, he's still a dominant player. And like, maybe with like football, like Marshawn Lynch out for your came back, maybe not like the most dominant player, but he's still a solid player. And like Alden Smith, like on defense came back and he's, still saw him he was out of the game for like four years so like a lot of players who are really good even if they like were off or like weren't like spending as much time as some of these younger players they might not come back and be the best but they'll still be dominant and i think they'll get yeah back but i that, think so. with that example like durant didn't come back and someone had invented a reverse cut three-pointer that he now has yeah. to defend yeah. it's like <laughs> yeah no so it's, it's, it's hard i, I think no, you're right you're i right. think so we've also seen a lot of crazy performances this year. We saw Max Modell and Gabe Finocchi crush anchored OI. It was two games, but the first game, I think they absolutely crushed them, right? And like uh, at Utah Nationals, it was boisterous. Uh, it's hard fought against uh, Rahul. It was Rahul and Dan gave him a, gave him a good fight. And so yeah. did uh, Rav, uh, Ravi and, and Gabe. And all of those were, all of those players, right? Gabe, I hadn't heard of. Ravi was top, what top three in the premier, not even in pro division, right? And Rahul and Dan were not pro division um, last year, but they're they were way up there. So I could be totally off base that all these teams are coming in, but I think it also depends on the length of the season, right? The season mm -hmm. is is what six months long or about five five six months. Those they'll have time to, they'll have time to a time to learn it and flow yeah. it and i think there will be new players that get in there but i think the, the players that have really been strong over the years will continue to be strong i think the top 25 and the top 50 of players will be very mixed i think a lot of new players have jumped in there but it, it it's yeah. uh well <laughs> even like i i think one thing that isn't isn't new is that we've seen new teams come in and just storm a tournament but yeah. across a season it generally like that new team can come in and storm a tournament but then people adjust and adapt like origin chaos um i think of them like they took that st louis tournament 
but then everyone kind of adapted. They didn't win the three crowns. They they won the Utah Tour Stop. Granted, they didn't play national, so we didn't really get to see a chance if um, people did adapt to them. But I think they played West. Um, I think they played West Regionals. Right. I, I don't remember completely, but generally we see these new teams come in and at least have that one tournament um, kind of like surprise or they do well. But the thing about long term is more experienced players and in general, the field are going to adapt to these players. So with these one-off examples, and especially a season like this last year, it doesn't necessarily surprise me that a lot of these teams, um, like k had a good performance. Um, and like, I feel like, like even Ryder, Ryder had, a, he had a lot of good finishes throughout the year, but like he came on strong at the beginning of the year. And I felt like he had more good results at the beginning of the season than the end. So mm-hmm. I think we have seen a lot of examples of these younger players come on, with something new, like they're, they train for the new meta, they come in and they do it, but then everyone adapts. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see over a full season, how that plays out. And if the year did change that. Yeah. I thought, yeah. Consistency is such an important thing, especially if you want to get the pro bid. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm really curious with our current national champions just being so quiet and off the map for the last year. Or so understandably with everything going on, but have they, are they, practicing are they training at all are they getting complacent are they just going to step back in and be as nasty as they were before it's it's kind of a and a factor here that i'm really curious to see how it plays out so i wish i knew i I probably could just talk to peter john and and tyler about their feelings but we could it's more fun to it's (laughs) more fun to speculate it's more fun to speculate more again so so Right. For years, we were living in this era of uh, Mr. Boyer here and Chico winning everything. Uh, Mr. Sorry, Mr. Cornelius winning uh, oh, everything as Chico that's, Spikes. That's all and, I was going for. <laughs> and then we were in, right, three years. All right, CS was challenged a bit more every year, but still won three national championships. And um, I think there's a couple questions. One is, are they playing and practicing? And one is, do they still plan on doing that? And separately, Sean, you can touch on this. I know for them, play, continuing to play and continuing to play together and continuing to train is so much different than, than you and I, right? Like they have all the pressure coming in, right? They have all of the expectations. They have their legacy um, and, you know, how... Do you know what, what they're thinking in their head going into this year? I mean, I guess we can speculate and I'll uh, put words in I mean, their you, mouths. I think you would, know, you would know more than anyone. You well, so I can speak to how I felt. felt. And so yeah. how I felt after winning so much was I did kick it in place. And like no result at a tournament was good enough unless it was first. And even then it was expected. So it wasn't even that rewarding. And you get to a point where you're like, well, we've won this much and I don't need to keep putting in work because we still still winning. And then people are going to eventually catch up and beat you. And so they could be getting to a point where, I don't, I don't know, there's burnout involved. There's just like indifference to caring because you're a little like uh, numb to winning. It's yeah. a weird thing to say, but we'll see. And then also if you factor in just having to stay, keep up with all the new serves and metas and things like that, it's like you, you can't sit on the sidelines for too long before you're left behind. One thing I'm thinking about is um, if if I know Tyler, I think us even talking about it makes him want to keep playing, you know, 
there may be new rules. There's this whole year off. There's whole new serves. I think they could be, they, they're competitors, right? They could be even more motivated to continue going and to keep proving, uh, no, we're, we're still the best in, in this new time, a year off and all that. And I think they got challenged a ton more than they've ever been in 2019. And that could be, you know, there's the two ways, right? It could be like, all right, we did it. We got our three peat. We had some great times, tons of wins. Like let's change our perspective. But I think maybe the way they lean is that was fun. That was, they kept us on our toes. We felt that a little bit more and we want more of it. Yeah. Yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if it went either way. If they're like, maybe they like, they've accomplished all they want to accomplish and the motivation isn't as high anymore. Understandable. Or maybe it's like, they've just been lying in wait, practicing in the garage. Just they're going to come out to this first SRN event and just, smack people and we'll be like well there's the cs we know and remember and that competitive spirit's still there i hope it's that's the case but who knows yeah it's been a, it's so, been a while i've got i've got three thoughts one thought is that they're still the defending national championships until october 2021 so um people better not overlook them overthink them because they're still the defending national champs um three years running so um i think no matter what they're gonna come with the force um two i think like it would not surprise me if they're like hey we're gonna keep quiet we're gonna keep training let people talk and it wouldn't surprise me i'm also really hoping that this is the case because it'd be kind of epic to see them come out better than ever like like sean kind of touched on crisper and and, like more motivated so like they're saying hey we're not gonna show anything we're not gonna talk and as someone who personally has a vendetta against the Instagram players, um, <laughs> I respect people who just go and can grind. You, can you elaborate on the Instagram players? Uh, you know, the people who just post the cool servers, but you really know they're not that good, but they look so good on the three Instagram videos they posted. And you're like, oh, shoot. And so That's uh, how you hit the power rankings, Logan. Come on. Yeah, that exactly. It's all you a game. Get on the power, you want to get on the power ranking, kids? Post cool videos on Instagram. You That's post all. videos and Venmo me 20 bucks and you'll be on the power <laughs> ranking. Yeah, but see us. TS has never really been that kind of team. So, like, it wouldn't surprise me if they've just been, like, grinding silently, keeping it quiet, letting people talk. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when when you are good, so, I'm, so I've been told, it's fun <laughs> to kind of let people talk and then prove them yeah. wrong. So, yeah. um, and then my third thought is there's something that's motivating even to old retired folk like Sean Boyer, and that's the, uh, that's the world championships. And so – That is a great point. That even that got that got Sean Sean out and playing um, back in the good old days. Um, that, that is a great point. I could definitely see motivation for each yeah. of them to be a part of Worlds, but so yeah, everything yeah. is so in the air with our events. It's it's right. hard yeah, to know. It's true. Um, so I think I think they at least want to be prepared to be like the marquee so, team on the Worlds team. I, I think as we're talking, I think I want to clarify. Like, I think the real concern isn't if right if they if cs is coming back for the year the concern isn't oh all of a sudden they're like the seventh team i think it's are they just number two <laughs> you know or or number three or something so i think the real question is did did boisterous preston and caleb over overtake them you know they they split series in 2019 and we've seen preston and caleb playing a lot more than we've seen tyler and pj playing um and then I think there are some other teams coming back. Like I said, Hilltop looked really good and a lot of other people are training. So, but I think it's not, they're going to be bad. It's just, 
are they not the number one team? And then I think separately, another thing, like we, I just talked about how these good players adapt and then I'm right. So, right. Them being number one and dominant all season is also very different from them by October or September for worlds being the best team, you know? Yeah. Well, and yeah, even on that note, I bet when the season starts, I bet they're not number one on the, the PR committee. Not because they're not the best team, just because I bet a lot of people are like, ah, they're not going to be the best team anymore. I bet CS isn't power ranked number one when the season starts. Dude, I'll That's take why, that bet. I'll take that bet. <laughs> you think they will be number one? They got to be. I think, I, I, I think you can't take it from them. You can't take it from them. I don't disagree with y'all. I agree with y'all. <laughs> You don't have faith in the committee. You, you disagree with the committee. Oh, God. I say the committee won't put them in number one. I think they should be number one, but I don't think they're going to be number one when the season starts. Okay. That's a bold. Uh, you're getting hotter, Logan. I like it. Hey, so I got to throw some. I had too many lukewarm. He's, he's getting closer to, to the sun. <laughs> oh, that was good. All right. All right. Well, that was um, actually a longer discussion than I had thought. Um, that was pretty good. Also, while talking, I secretly moved over and got a Zoom subscription because I was running out of time. <laughs> I did see that. That was that was nice. Yeah, yeah that was pretty impressive. Thank you. Um, cool. So I think uh, just to I, I I let's let's see. I think we could probably. Uh, I don't know how long oh. we've been talking because I don't remember when we were starting. But I've got I, a good segue for something we talked about earlier. I can throw okay. that out there. Yeah, throw it out. I'm kind of like, lost right now. Yeah, it's like these teams they're doing well, but like. One thing mentioned that we didn't talk about, like, is there could be some, some like rule stuff, rules changes that change how teams play. Right. Is that a good segue? Yeah. Thank you. Good segue. Look. <laughs> well, everyone keeps asking about the rule stuff, so I don't have any actual update that'll make you happy. But I know, um, as board member along with Sean here, uh, I've seen drafts of the rules. We had a call yesterday to talk through some examples. Some some changes we're, we're feeling good about and kind of have, have green, uh, not green light, but like it's yellow and it's you're waiting a few more seconds and then it'll turn green. Like you you already saw the red, the red, the other way, it's already a red light. So you know your green's coming soon. Um, yeah, yellow doesn't turn to green. That's not how that works. But anyway, so we got to... <laughs> There's some others. We're still waiting. We got some good stuff, but still waiting for some more data. Um, and then some others that we're just kind of working through some wording because we know that the wording is very, very important in these rules to make sure they're understandable uh, by everyone and also pretty intuitive. Um, but I think I still know Jack is planning on having them out in the next month or two. I know the season's supposed to start in April. So hopefully it's a, you know, I think it should be an, enough time to get some adjustment in, but you know, I've seen the rules. I've seen all the drafts. Uh, just working out, working out the little kinks and the little details. Mike, you gotta give it. You gotta give a little crumb, a little something, something. Oh, I don't even know what crumb to give. <laughs> uh, I guess it's under wraps. It's a little under wraps. Mike, Mike's trying to not get kicked off the board. Sean's trying to get him kicked see, off. See, the board. If, if, if Jack Scotty <laughs> was on the call, I would just defer to him. What can we share? How about this, Mike? <laughs> How do you think the community will like the changes? I think the community will be happy with the changes uh, because I think one, they've, uh, Jack and, and the, I believe he's working with the data collection committee 
to test these things. And they seem to be moving in the right direction as far as removing some gray areas and of course, trying to help with uh, rallies and increase um, the, the enjoyment of the game. So I'm feeling I, good about them. I think I'm feeling good about them. I forgot like the other, like I, it's December. I, or that's not December. I just meant to say it's winter. Now. I meant to say it's winter. I want to go out and play and try these things. But one, I don't have friends. And two, I feel that. <laughs> no, I could, but it's just, I want to go and, 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 and try them more and extensively. Um, so they've been getting me really excited. So I'm, I'm yeah. excited about them. I feel good about them. I will say I've heard rumors of the rules and I've heard some of the data and what I've heard about the data makes me excited for, for possible rule changes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's, it's good to know that we're actually testing this stuff out and there's uh, evidence of actually good reason to do it instead of yeah. guessing. So we, you have no crumbs. You're just kind of mad at me. And all I told you was that it's coming and it's coming <laughs> at a date that I don't know. <laughs> And I have no idea. And that's all. So, so sorry. Helpful. I'm not I'm not the rules guy. I'm not I don't have a, You're so good at leaking information, Mike. I'm I'm so bad. What's that? <laughs> um I was thinking of leaking something else, but I'll leak that uh may have a fun uh promo in the Spikefall app next week. This is not rules related, but I know some people are interested in that. So if you don't have the Spikeball app, I think you should think about downloading it in the next week or so. Dang. All right. Yeah, that sounds a little too salesy. A... So, uh, so I'm back. I'm back. No leaks. <laughs> All around net. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I guess the question takeaway, because I actually want to hear what people think. So please, if you're if watching this on YouTube, uh, comment below on one, I, I like Logan's take on who should be number one. Uh, should CS be number one going into the year? And then two, kind of how how well do you think these new players you think kind of will face in there? Kind of what's your take? Like, do you think that the, the do you think the top teams for 2019 are going to continue to come back, or do you think there's going to be a whole mix up in the power rankings in the top ten going into 2021? That's what I want to know. Should should experienced players be respected? I think the answer is no. <laughs> yeah, when you word it like that, Logan. I mean, no. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. Should you respect anyone? That's the real question. No. Um, awesome. Uh, cool. I think that's all we got. We definitely skipped over like kind of a big question, but we kind of just ran with that one for for a long time. Save it for the next. <laughs> save it for the next podcast. The next. I mean, there was some. I've I've given I've given Gasway some heat on some of the questions he's thrown here, but he had some good questions. Some good time. ones. I'll I'll give him that. Yeah. All right. I also panic texted him like ten minutes before. Like, did you get? Did you write questions? We don't know what to do. We're <laughs> just lost puppies. <laughs> yeah, we've, lost, we've we used to be able to do this, but now we we can't do it without. No, it, so. we need your help. So <laughs> he crushed it. Anyway, all right. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. If you're on. Uh, YouTube, uh, please like and subscribe. We need to get to, uh, we don't actually, that's Instagram. That's the real ask. Go follow the SRA Insta. If you don't follow the SRA Insta, you need to get to 10,000 followers to do swipe up. Swipe and, up. And so we got to get there fast. So that's the ask. Go, please go follow the SRA Insta. They got cool stuff. They got feature Fridays. I'll learn about all your favorite players because you just don't care about us three. 
You want to learn more people, learn about more people. Swipe up. Go We're not follow. even on Future Fridays. So if you, yeah, so with that, you don't even have to worry about us. Yeah, we will never be on Future Fridays. So um, you don't have to get us there. I'm actually the first Future Friday. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. Andrew asked me questions. I answered them. Here we are. Wait, so you're uh, actually the next Future Friday? <laughs> I think so. Whatever, oh. whatever it gets posted. I don't know. Dang. all right okay never mind that i don't know people i don't know if people even know who you were anymore yeah. they don't that's why i'm getting featured oh okay that makes sense yeah and then i also want to shout out because i've been listening to a bunch of them is uh the other round net podcasts we got the hdr podcast we got round the realm um i actually listened to the y spikes although they only had two but it was a fun yeah. little group it reminded me of back in the day just yeah a nice crew why why spike did a couple and now we're doing the lone star state of round nets yeah i I haven't checked those out yet they're i mean they're they're texas specific so if you're interested in what's going on in texas um they're fun but i'm i'm not but i might listen yeah you should still listen they're still listen dax Dax and chase do a good job all right guys enough uh filibustering thank you for listening we'll see you next time peace see ya